Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons have found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbians shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Let's Hang Out, the podcast that just gets From the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Bridget. <laughs> It makes, I thought you I broke at, you already. I thought you were actually going to say, like, I don't know. I feel like you were going to just be like, no one will ever know what I really said. Yeah, yeah. Except That's for the fine. three of us. I'm going to bleep it all out after. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to censor it in post. And from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the last this Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise, and we are still in our Season 5 Patreon campaign. We want to say a big thank you to our new patron this week, Grizel Jimenez. If you want to join them, you can do that at bit.ly slash lespatreon. We really want to hit that 125 patrons so we can get to our first goal of the season. We're also hosting a live Zoom episode with Bad Queers. It's going to be a holiday live December 7th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to talk about all of the new lesbian and queer Christmas movies because there's actually so many right now, which is really exciting. So if you want to do that, tickets are completely free. You just register on Eventbrite to get the Zoom link. In the Greater Les Universe, we are so excited about Tag Magazine's newest cover. They got Niecy Nash and Jessica Betts, and the cover looks incredible so congratulations to tag for that huge get we love tag magazine and we love ebony over there and if you want to check it out you can go to tagmagazine.com or you can order a physical copy of tag magazine i get it delivered to me every month and i love actually having the physical copy of it we also wanted to give a shout out to abby nissenbaum who worked with us as a producer on the flame but she also has just released her new single it's called glass half full and lee actually has been helping her with her songwriting so if you want to check that out look up glass half full by abby nissenbaum anywhere you can listen to music she is also an lgbtq artist so we always want to support other lgbtq creators speaking of the flame and lgbtq creators and actors there is a new series on showtime called yellow jackets starring our fave jasmine savoy brown She's also playing a queer character on the show, and it's also just an incredible, incredible show. If you like, it's like a cross between The Wilds and She's the Man, but super dark. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to check that out, you should definitely check that out. Give Jasmine some love. She's doing some incredible things lately, and she's really about to take off. We are so happy for her. That's what's happening this week. Back to you, Ellie and Lee. Thanks, Ellie and Lee. We are so excited to bring you episode seven of season five, LGBTQ Taboo. And we are joined by a special guest tonight. We have Melanie Crystal here with us. Hey, Melanie. Hi, Lee and Ellie. I'm so happy to be here. 
We're very happy to have you here. For all of our listeners, Melanie Crystal is a sexual health educator, a lawyer, and the inventor and founder of Laurels, a company that makes sexy wearable latex undies for intimacy. Melanie, we're so excited to have you here. Thanks so much. It's going to be great. So why don't we start off? Can you tell our listeners about Laurels, what the company is, and how you started it? Sure. Laurels are, like you said, silky latex undies that maximize sensations and minimize worries during intimacy, particularly oral sex. Can I say these words? Yeah, you can say say literally anything. Yeah, our entire episode is going to be about LGBTQ censorship, but like this episode is not censored. Yeah, actually, could you, here's a list of all of the things. (laughs) The censored words. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. All of the words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so they're for oral sex and rimming scissoring fingering basically all the things that happen externally and then sometimes a little bit of internal stuff as well and basically laurels allow you to have all of the sensation of those activities but without the fluid transfer that's associated with it so people will use laurels for a period oral or for rimming without any kind of worries they'll use laurels for kink play or if genital exposure or touch might be triggering for them. So there's lots of different reasons that people use laurels. And then we're also in the process of applying to the FDA to be able to describe laurels as STD protection products and dental dam replacements. That's awesome. That's so exciting that you're in that like new stage. I'm sure with that, there comes a lot of red tape. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it's totally true, but we feel ready for it. And I think that this new stage, you know, hopefully knock on wood will be happening pretty soon for us. And I'm just, I'm so excited. It's the original reason why I created the product. And I absolutely love that laurels are being used for like so many different reasons. But I also really want to work on destigmatizing STDs and helping people who have STDs or are concerned about STDs be able to have as much intimate pleasure as they deserve and to have a ton of fun without having to worry about like stigmas or taboos. It's also great because it's like, I feel like it's an area where you don't see a lot of like focus on like women's pleasure when it comes to like sexual health and like you know like preventing STDs and stuff like like, there's just a lot of things out there that tend to focus on like women's responsibility to do all of these things but like not also with a focus on like and feel good doing it so you know we love we love to see it that's what we love to see (laughs) yes we do (laughs) it's so true though I mean so many companies out there are working on, you know, creating products that are predominantly for intercourse. And, you know, intercourse can be great for a lot of people, but I think that these other activities are things that tend to lead to much more pleasure for people with vulvas than women. And I want those folks to be able to experience so much more fun and enjoyment during all of their activities. So I think that It's good that there are more companies out there now that are focusing on not just vaginal intercourse and all of the other great things that come during sexual activity. Yes. And how long has Laurels been around? Like, when did you start the company? So I started conceiving of Laurels like in 2015. And I spent three years doing basically research and development. So initially, I had to figure out like what the product was going to be made of and where we were going to manufacture it and what the manufacturing process was going to be. And then, you know, finding a manufacturer, 
it was a, you know, a pretty long process first to find the manufacturer, then to work with them over the course of like dozens of prototypes to make sure that the product was super silky and felt really great on the body. And that also it was able to fit a variety of body types. Our, our current product fits sizes zero through 20. We have two different styles, one that has fuller coverage and then one that has less coverage. So we worked on creating those styles and making sure that those looked good and felt good on the wearer. We also worked to make sure that there wasn't any like residual latex taste that sometimes you'll get with like condoms or gloves. And so, you know, the product tastes really good. So for the giver, it's like enjoyable. It doesn't, you know, feel like you're tasting this rubber Mm -hmm. taste. And smells delightful. Oh, yay. <laughs> How do you know that, Lee? <laughs> we Tell got samples, more. everyone. Listen, the perks of being the perks famous of podcasters. being a lesbian podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> we are here for it. I love it. Yeah, that's amazing. There's also been like some hurdles for you as an LGBTQ business owner, though, right? Because we got in touch with you because our friend Lauren Flans from one of our favorite podcasts coming out. Wait, told- the famous Lauren Flans? Yeah, the Lauren Flans. <laughs> Lauren She Flans. knows Melanie. Wow. <laughs> we do She's love amazing. Lauren. Yeah. We are big fans of Lauren over here. But she told us that you were having some struggles. You had applied for a bit small business loan and didn't get approved for, for certain reasons. So will you just tell us what happened with that? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... There are so many struggles involved with being a small business owner and then particularly when you're making sex products. And then I think in particular when you're making sex products for the benefit of people with vulvas. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, they're just, just don't want to hear about these yeah. things, yeah. you know. So so basically Laurels is funded through a, a mix of things and, and revenue is, is one of those things. But when you're creating a product that's like new to the world, you have product development expenses like those, you know, three years that I was telling you about. You have patent expenses, machinery. So these types of of companies and these types of businesses usually take millions of dollars to get off the ground. So like, you know, another major innovation in the condom and dental dam space is called the Lilo Hex condom. And it's, you know, made out of latex like laurels are. It involves the creation of new like equipment and machinery like laurels did it took many millions of dollars to get off the ground. So with Laurels, we've been able to do that on less than many millions of dollars, um, which is great. But so, you know, Laurels have been funded by by revenue and then my own investment and then angel investors, a, a bit of venture capital funding and business loans. So basically my plan was to apply for a business loan to basically pay for like the final startup related costs, like finishing up the patents and the FDA stuff and to then raise investment capital that we would then use to grow in the same way as a lot of the brands that you see out there, like Allbirds or Harry's, Quip, you know, like all of these brands that you're seeing a lot of, you know, to be one of those brands, you you need the money for advertising to be able to compete with all of these VC-backed brands that have ad space. And then also for partnerships and then for creating like new features and product lines. So, you know, like, we, we want to create a non-latex version. We want to create an even broader size range. You know, zero to 20 is great, but it's certainly not enough. And we want to make a version for people with penises and a sheer version. So, so basically, we wanted to get this loan and then raise funding. So to get through the loan, we went through this like really complex due diligence process. 
and everything was going really great. I had positive feedback from the loan officer. He said it was definitely going to go through. After weeks, he was like, it's going to get approved. Yay. We just need to get the rubber stamp from the executive team. And then an executive looked at our website and I got a phone call from the loan officer and he said, I'm so sorry. They've decided to turn you down because they don't want to be associated with a company that talks about oral sex and rimming on, on their website or at all. And I was just like dumbfounded. But, you know, I probably shouldn't have been because this kind of thing has happened before. It's happened with other small business lenders as well. I thought this one was going to be an exception because the loan officer this time knew everything about the business from the very beginning. He assured me like that it was a very progressive organization and that everybody was going to be fine with it. So I, I thought this was going to, to be different, but you know, other banks have turned us down. One thing that happens a lot with venture capital firms is that they have these things called vice clauses that prevent them from investing in companies that make sex products or like marijuana or alcohol. You know, also we applied for a lender that makes loans on the basis of intellectual property. And like our IP is very strong because I I used to be a lawyer or I I guess I'm technically still a lawyer. (laughs) Um, And, you know, like IP was really important to me. So I was like, oh, great. This is a great way to get funding. And they sent back an email immediately and they're like, they didn't even look at the IP. They were just like, you know, I see what you make and we aren't going to fund this. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's just wild. I mean, it's not, and yet it is. You know, it's like it's somehow not surprising and also like like flabbergasting at the same time. I don't know how it can be both of those things. I I totally agree. Like, I don't know. I went into this kind of having a bit of like a Pollyanna-ish view uh, about it. Like, I don't know. I've always been very open about sex and sexuality. I was a pure sex educator and I like I thought I was going to do theater. And so like I worked for the producers of the vagina monologues and that was like my first like job, job. And so like, I've been talking about sex in a work context for kind of a long time. And I just, I I guess I thought people were going to be more comfortable with it. But like, even like, even within the sex industry, like when I was first looking for a manufacturer, one of the manufacturers that I reached out to makes condoms in the United States. And when they found out that we were making products for cunnilingus, they're like, no, we're not comfortable. Are you kidding me? That is wild. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah, it's totally insane. Here's why I think it surprises me sometimes with stuff like this is it's like with loans or like or like, you know, investors and stuff like that. The thing that I think is insane to me is that it somehow still is a wall, even when it comes to like financial investment in a way where you're like, ah, yes, sex, that famous thing that nobody likes and that is not lucrative (laughs) in any way. (laughs) Like that even then when it's like (laughs) a huge source of revenue and income and every marketing thing is secretly like it just at its core based around sex that Mm -hmm. like even then you still can't get people to like get over that hump of it. And you're just like, wow, yeah, How like wild <laughs> to be a business that's like, okay, so what's your target demographic? And you're like, literally anyone who has sex. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I don't know if we, I don't know if I know any of those. <laughs> Never heard of them. No. Never heard of them. <laughs> sex, not familiar. Uh, tell me more. <laughs> I mean, something that happened to me that has been annoying at, at different points is people also assume that because 
like, I, I don't know if it's because I'm queer or because they like hear the word dental dam, but they're like, this is a really niche audience. This is just for lesbians. And I'm like, no, that's no. totally not true. I mean, like 80% of the population has oral sex. It's a very, yeah, very- Yeah, you heard it here first, activity. everyone. Straight women famously hate cunnilingus from what I've heard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, I think that's um, just oh a God. widely known fact, you know? <laughs> I don't, I'm like, I don't want to blow this person's spot up, but I'll just say it's- <laughs> I'll just say it's a straight male friend of mine. But literally the other day, he sent me a message that was like, I need your help. Stop. <laughs> and I was Stop like, it. And he's like, I just really need some oral tips. And I was like, I mean, yes, like if you want oral tips, go to a lesbian. But like everyone needs oral sex tips. That's all. That's all I'm going to say. And I will say the tips worked. He was successful. Yay. <laughs> awesome. Are we congratulating him or whoever they were successful for? Both. Yeah, Congrats both. to you both. Congrats <laughs> to everyone involved. Always ask a lesbian. <laughs> uh, incredible. Wow. That is just, I don't know why. That's just shocking to me is what it is. I feel like it's deeper, though, than just like the sex industry, right? And like, I watched this movie. I don't know if either of you have ever seen it. It was called This Film Is Not Yet Rated. It was a documentary about like the rating series, how we rate movies, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it still has stuck with me to this day where it was like, if you show a woman receiving pleasure, you're going to get a higher rating than if you show a man receiving pleasure. Like oral Ugh. sex gives you a higher, like gives you a rating of R more so than, it was also showing like more so than like extreme violence also where we were talking about like, okay, like. We're totally cool with, like, extreme violence on our screens. But, like, have a woman receiving oral sex and, like, the kids can't watch it. You know? Like, that's, like, it, it definitely still stems from these, like, puritanical views of, like, women's pleasure is, like, somehow wrong. I mean, Ellie, in their defense, though, women's pleasure is hotter. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with them. Listen, I'll Just give them that it's one. It's sexier. It doesn't mean it should be like hide it from like young eyes. No, I don't know. Like it's, it's absolutely like, absurd. I'm just, you know, come I on. I feel like it also was even the difference between like it wasn't even like R. I think it was the difference between like rated R and NC seventeen. Like it was like Insane. that's wild. That's it crazy. would be unrated. Like you couldn't get it in a theater. If you showed it. We don't want women to know that women can enjoy sex until they're, you know, like of a legal age, I think, obviously. That's like, what makes sense. Literally insane. <laughs> I'm like, and yet, I think one of the things they showed too was like, and yet, like, you can have a man have sex with a pie. And like, that's fine. Like, you know, what like, was that rated? Was yeah. that like PG-13? What think, was that rated? No, I think it's rated R, but either it's way. It's rated R. But Jesus. either way, it's just like, what is wrong with our society? It's crazy. Yeah, but did the pie enjoy it? I don't think so. So that's yeah. the really important it thing. It also, like, <laughs> was the pie consenting? Like, no. Like, there's too many things. Too many things. But we're getting we're getting completely off topic. <laughs> I think we're right on topic. What are on you talking topic. about? It, it, it's so on topic. Like, you know, there, there's been a, a pretty big uproar over the last couple of years about what, like, Facebook will allow as advertising on its platform. And then also, like, there was a lot of controversy over the MTA because the, the, you know, the New York MTA would advertise erectile dysfunction products. But then when a lot of 
vibrator companies, which happened to be like women owned vibrator companies that were, you know, creating vibrators so that women and people with vulvas could have more pleasure during sex. Those ads are not like able to run because they're pleasure focused rather than utilitarian. But come on, like a guy who's trying to get hard so that he can have sex. It's not so that he can inseminate someone. It's so that he can have an orgasm and have a really wonderful time during that yep. sex. You know, mm-hmm. like we're all really trying for the same thing for the most part. And it's really, truly maddening that companies like Laurel's are not able to widely share that our, our products exist and that they can help people have a lot more orgasms. And, you know, even if it's not orgasm focused, just a lot more fun and enjoyment during during sex. Yeah, I'm curious to talk a little bit more about the social media stuff because we... Oh, yeah, for sure. We've been censored many times, like, just for the word lesbian or, like, the word, if we write, like, LGBTQ LGBTQ, or queer, like, like, anything to do with being gay. And it's like, okay, but how are we supposed to promote a show that's about being a lesbian, right? Like, it's like, we have to, like, circumvent the word lesbian so people know. Like, it, it makes things far more difficult to like, okay, as a show, we want more listeners. How do we get more listeners that are queer people? We advertise to queer people, but right. like Facebook or Twitter will not, literally won't take our money. Like they won't even like accept the ad. So I'm wondering That's if terrible. you've had similar, I'm sure you have had similar experiences with Laurels. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, our product right now is very pleasure focused. It's comfort and pleasure focused. It, it, it helps you engage in an activity that's going to feel really good at a time that you might otherwise not want to because something is is holding you back whether you know it's you don't want somebody up close and personal like that it's it's a new partner or you face trauma and you like don't want to have that at that moment you know or also like if somebody's partner has like scratchy facial hair and it feels physically uncomfortable if you want all the feelings of brimming because that sounds really great to you. And you know that the anus has a whole bunch of nerve endings, but you don't really want somebody's tongue on your butt, you know? So, so basically we are allowing people to feel pleasure that they would otherwise like turn down, but that's very pleasure centered. And Facebook doesn't like things that are for sexual pleasure. So we do think that once we get FDA clearance, we will be able to advertise because at that point we're making a product that's for safe sex and, you know, condoms are able to advertise. And I very much expect that laurels will be the same. It'll probably take a little bit of nudging and fighting, but I'm, I'm sure we'll figure out how to get there. But that is so depressing to me that using terms like LGBTQ prevents you from advertising. It actually reminds me now that I think about it, we had, we were once trying to like promote our blog posts and, you know, we can't promote anything that's about sex. And usually we can't promote anything at all, but we did get like one of them through that was about something non-sex related. And then we wanted to post like an LGBTQ brands we love article and, and that, and that got blocked now that I think about it. Yep. That seems unsurprising to us from our experience of trying to get any like any marketing out, it's yeah. just, it's hard. God, I mean, to be fair, yeah, it's, it's horrible. But like, to be fair, like we have used it at our advantage, to our advantage sometimes in that mm-hmm. like 
because of that, like you also can get a lot of support from the community. Like, but you ha- it it is frustrating, right? Because it's like you have to get organic support. And these companies like a Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, yes, they're wanting you to get organic reach, but like really, like it's particularly Facebook, they're not going to push your stuff out unless you pay them, right? Yeah. So this, I mean, that creates like barriers for a lot of things, right? If you don't have a lot of startup capital, which like you couldn't get a loan, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, so like, and it just keeps putting barriers in front of you to get this product out to the people who need it. But for us, the positives of it, which I would like to talk about, is like because of that, like, for example, like we're having you on our show because like we care that you're being censored because we have experienced that as well, right? Yeah. Or like people in our audience will be more likely to share with their friends because they know like that's the way that we get the word out about it, about these things. So I'm curious if you've had that experience with people who love the product, who have tried it, who are like sharing everything organically. Like how's your organic reach been because of that? Yeah, I, our organic reach has, has been great. Um, we have a lot of folks who post on social media about laurels. Lately, we've been getting more and more like descriptions of laurels that are over like video. So like, you know, people putting laurels on over like leggings and describing what they are and showing the product. And that's been amazing for us. TikTok actually has been super awesome for us. I love TikTok as a platform. I was actually just listening to your episode um, with Mari. Mm-hmm. We are big TikTok fans as well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it so much. And um, and it's been such a wonderful platform for, for us, both for our own content, but then also for other folks creating content about us and then you know, us being able to comment on that and share it and stuff. And as our as the company grows, we'll see more and more of this organic content. And it really, I mean, I think that it's very attached with our mission deep down, which is to celebrate a huge variety of different sexual activities and to show that oral sex is wonderful and it helps people feel good. And it you know, improves relationships and brings people closer together and leads to orgasm three times more often than than intercourse for straight couples. And, you know, just it's dropping scientific facts. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I know all my stuff in my head. But, uh, but you know, I, I really do think that it's important that we talk more about oral sex, about rimming, about fingering and scissoring and all of these, like, fun ways that people can have pleasure for themselves and provide it to one another so that these things ultimately get destigmatized. And so that, you know, people at lending institutions aren't scared of a company that makes oral sex products, you know? And I I think that all of these things really do need to change. And I think that once they do change, everyone out there is going to be experiencing more sexual pleasure, you know? Which is really just the dream. That's the dream. It right? is the dream. It is, that the, is dream. the dream. I would love to talk. This is not in our outline, Lee. Sorry, I'm going. Oh, wrong. no, do it. Do it. Um, Go for it. Because you have talked a lot about like orgasm slash just like having fun in bed. And I do feel like there is like a very large thing in our society of like sex is either there's two like two reasons to have sex, right? One, like to procreate and make babies. Two, Yeah, that's why to- I do it. Right. (laughs) To to like to make sure you orgasm. And like, yeah, if 
neither one of those things are achieved, it's like a failure, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. I do not believe that. But I feel like it's Mm -hmm. like we need to have more conversations like that of like, there's actually many different reasons to have sex. Like you said, like just to like connect with your partner, like it doesn't have to be like so goal oriented because I think like that, I mean, even like my friend who we were talking the other day, like he was so like dejected that he could not like succeed at doing this thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but like, did you have fun? Right. Like, do you like this person? And more importantly, did they have fun yes. in that situation? Yes. But I like think. both but like both of you, right? Like, can you both still have fun and like explore new things yeah. and like and without having like the end goal have to be this? Even though, like, of course, like, yes, listen to your partner and you want to like make them feel good. But like if for some reason, like, I'm not feeling it and, like, I'm tired and it's not going to happen. Like, we don't have to go to bed being, like, this was such a, like, sucky experience mm. when, like, actually, no, we had a good time. And then it's just like, well, it's not going to happen today. I just wish we would talk about that more often. I totally agree with you. I think that it is, like, so important that during intimate activity, it, it's more about having fun and enjoying yourself and enjoying your partner and just like bringing each other as much pleasure as possible. But that does, doesn't necessarily mean an orgasm. Like somebody lightly touching your skin can feel really good and can have a lot of these like, you know, oxytocin and other hormonal effects. And, and it can make you feel loved and taken care of and all of these other great things. And I, I totally agree. We, we don't talk about that enough. I think we focus too much on orgasms. And orgasms, I mean, are fantastic. They're wonderful. I was actually reading a study earlier about how uh, women in same-sex relationships have multiple orgasms more often than Surprise. Uh, other <laughs> kinds of the, couples. The shock on our faces right now, <laughs> listeners. Gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, orgasms can be great and multiples can be great. But then also not necessarily going for that and just like enjoying each other and like expressing love or adoration or attraction can be enough. And yeah, the the disappointment at the end of an activity where you're being like goal oriented is a bummer. And and I agree, we should like reframe sex as being about enjoying one another rather than reaching a goal. It's also funny that like that's where we, I mean I it's it's funny. How did we land here? <laughs> the patriarchy. We asked with <laughs> just no idea. But it is so funny that that has become the like here's the gold standard of sex is like did you both get off even though like I mean in addition to what you just said like also literally every study is just like and cis women in heterosexual relationships just like don't ever have orgasms basically and you're like cool 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 this is very healthy what we've done as a society great job everyone a plus work pack it in we're done yeah yeah i also recently saw here's another statistic y'all <laughs> yes um, yeah i love this <laughs> it um it often takes people with vulvas uh, 21 plus minutes to be like sufficiently aroused to have an orgasm. But in heterosexual relationships, often sex is over within like four or five minutes. Oh, no. So there just is not, <laughs> There's even not enough time. time. <laughs> and so 
like, you know, this is another reason why I'm like, we need to promote all of these other sexual activities. Sometimes I say foreplay with laurels and I, and I think it's a little bit of a heteronormative term because Mm -hmm. like for us, like these aren't foreplay, these are like the main event in a wonderful way, you know, but um, another term that folks use is core play. And like all of these core play activities, like oral and fingering and licking and all of this stuff, these are things that maybe take a little bit longer than it would take uh, like a cisgender dude through like vaginal intercourse to orgasm. But like, but they're also things that like feel really good during the entire activity and like slowly lead to arousal and help people feel ready to either truly enjoy the experience or sometimes to have a great orgasm or two or three <laughs> <laughs> or however many yeah, however many, as many as you want, want listeners <laughs> the limit does not exist or as listen. many <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I met a friend of a friend at their wedding, and we, we kept saying that he was an honorary lesbian because he kept talking to us about how he, like, would talk to his male friends and how, like, he was, like, he was, like, you need to make sure you are spending time pleasuring the woman first. And they were like, what? And he's like, yes, because if you do this, they'll be much more into pleasuring you as well. Like, and he was like spelling it out for them. And he was like, it's sad how many of them like literally don't understand it. Like, he's like, I'll tell them it and then they'll do it. And they'll be like, wow, that was amazing. Like, how crazy that like she was so much more into having sex with me after I pleasured her. And and we were like, ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Straight women blink twice if you're okay. Uh, it's just, well, like literally uh, what? Okay. Womp, so it's, womp. then you, then it's a 30, it's 30 minutes, right? 21 minutes for the girl and like four to five for the guy. And then you're good. <laughs> like take your time, man. Uh-huh. It's okay. <laughs> oh, wow. So should we talk about like marketing sex toys and sex things, uh, and some more and marketing for like specifically sex things designed for like vulvas and like just in a general sense man like vaginas are hard to get money for and hard to market for right it is tough when you were telling that story about your business loan all i could think melanie is that i have we have like a good friend who started a company that's like focused on reproductive health and like things like that and specifically was looking for funding for a study on 
endometriosis. And and same thing, they would like go into like talk to investors and things like that and and have, you know, like a bunch of like crusty old white dudes be like, wow, is there like even a market for this? And they're like, have you met any women? Like, do you know? (laughs) Do you not know women, sir? Like, do you have you never met one? I don't understand. They're like, do you know they make up literally a solid half of the population? Are what what's happening here? Like I don't understand what that's crazy. What's going on here? Like, but if you go, you know, yeah, if you go in with like, oh, we need to fund like more Viagra research. It's like just just money piles landing at your feet. Like, yeah, I cool. guess from your it's experience, cool. like, have the investors that that have rejected you have they been mostly like men? There's a mix of rejection. Rejection comes, <laughs> comes from everyone. Over. Comes from everyone. Um, our, the the folks who um, who have funded Laurels, the the majority of our money has come from queer women. So that has been really awesome, and I would love to continue to. I I want Laurels to be a queer woman owned company. Like it it is very much so <laughs> yeah. right now. But even as it grows, and even as we you know taken more funding and you know the majority of funders tend to be white straight dudes and and I've actually I've had I've had luck pitching laurels to white straight dudes a lot of them tell me like yeah you know my my wife or my girlfriend like she turns down oral a lot and like I really want to be performing like I want to be going down on her and you know I, I I don't know what it is but like she'll say no and well actually they generally have an idea why. Like, they'll usually say, she says no when she's on her period, but I'm actually really into period oral. Or they'll say, you know, after I grew my facial hair, she says that it, it hurts and I don't want to <laughs> hurt her. And then like a lot of a lot of people, you know, after they've gone to the gym um, or a lot of people want to be like groomed in a certain way. And if they're not, then they'll turn down oral. And so for a lot of the men that I pitch this to, they inherently understand because they see this happen in their like everyday lives. And Laurel, as Laurels, we, we did a study that showed that 87% of women and people with vulvas have turned down oral sex when they want it to say yes for like a variety of reasons, like the ones that I just mentioned. So like a lot of, a lot of men do get it. I think that for Laurels, when there are a lot of stakeholders in one entity. That is a lot of opportunities for somebody to go on our website and be uncomfortable with the fact that we say oral sex and rooming. But uh, we've had a lot more luck with smaller VC firms and with like individual angel investors. And then also with like what are called family offices, um, which is basically like a family angel investor. And, you know, folks who are more progressive tend to be more comfortable with this. And then also uh, folks in the com- in the condom industry have also like understood where we are coming from. And like, I have an advisor who is uh, like a CEO of a condom company. And, and so I think people like guys, some guys get it, you know, and, and it really just depends on who they are and what their perspective is. And then like how many people around them are potentially telling them like, oh, that's yeah. weird. I'm not cool <laughs> with that. You know? I'm curious while you're talking about like, you know, like condom companies and stuff like that. I'm thinking of, I mean, A, like condom ads in a general sense, but also like 
I mean, we all know like so much of marketing is just like phallic imagery, right? Like everything where you're just like, ah, look, an exploding champagne bottle or like a banana with a condom on it or a big giant building or a (laughs) woman licking an ice cream cone suggestively. Like, have you have you had to try like, you know, Ellie and I have talked about this before, like some of the ways that we try to like flag in our marketing sometimes when we're like can't say the word gay so i'm just gonna like splash some rainbows everywhere like have you tried some of the like subversive like get around things to like get it out there like what have you i'm i want to hear what the journey's like has been like for you (laughs) yeah so for the most part like digital advertising like like advertising on facebook and advertising on instagram we we have a strategy to do that in the future Right now, I think because of these hurdles, it doesn't quite make sense, but we're very close to it making sense. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to hold off for now. Um, I have a funny story about, about Bing ads, but I don't think it answers <laughs> your question. So before that... So you're saying the orchids are coming up, like they're, they're coming yes. our way. Oh, they're like... so beautiful. <laughs> like beautiful, like, flowers. Yes. yes. Georgia O'Keeffe? No, I feel like it's yes. different. Yeah, is yeah. it Georgia O'Keeffe? It okay. is Georgia O'Keeffe, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Like, oh, or like wow. a or like Funny a blood orange point, like right split in, in half like <laughs> yeah yeah so like on TikTok we have to do this a lot because we have to be able to show that laurels can be licked and can and you can feel sensation through them and like you can have some light finger penetration but we can't show it in a way that is remotely sexual. So we actually did this series of videos using a watermelon. So amazing. So basically like we put laurels on a watermelon and like in one of them, we show that laurels are for kink play. So we kind of pull the laurels and then snap them and you hear the nice, the nice little sound of the snap. And that was good. But then when it got, it became a problem when we wanted to show that you can feel all of the sensation through them. The idea was to like create something that would look like labia inside, like on the watermelon. So <laughs> we went back to the produce section and got like little, like I think it was like little, uh, like okra. Yeah, we got okra, <laughs> two things of okra, <laughs> and put them together. And then like you know, laurels, <laughs> they they get they get tight around them. It it. Like it, that's it hilarious. Looked, it, it, it paints scary. a picture for us. It, does. it looked yeah. realistic. It really looked realistic. I mean, it didn't look realistic, but you knew what it you was knew what it was, yeah, yeah. Show, which was maybe the problem because then we basically like took a leaf and brushed it lightly against the okra, <laughs> <laughs> and and it looked it looked sexy. It was like, how does this look sexy? This is crazy. So like, why? Why is it looking sexy to us? But um, we basically, <laughs> when we realized it looked sexy, we had to change the music so that the music was like, just like something really silly to decrease the sexiness. I think that that one initially got taken I'm just picturing like yakety sex while you stroke this okra. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but but yeah, I think it initially got taken down, but then got reinstated. I I think the takeaway point with TikTok is that we can't do anything that comes across as sexy. And it's very like, 
it feels subjective, but it's almost objective. Like if you watch the video and you think to yourself, I think that's sexy, then it's probably going to get taken down. So that's so sad, though. But it, like, yeah, it's so sad. Like, like it's a product that a should, sex that product. Should, right. <laughs> it's like it should sexy. feel sexy. Like yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, that's it can't so feel sexy. Disappointing. And then you think about like all the other videos that after you watch them, you're like, that was sexy. You know, like like all those men who would do like the videos in like super tight shorts, and you're just mm-hmm. like, I would just like scroll, can't see this. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like all like those famous TikTokers who like just like dance half naked and you're like, yeah. but you can't touch a watermelon with a leaf. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, I, I want them to be able to do that. Like, yes, I, yes, I yes. Everyone should be able to do all too. of it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. like, I want us to be able to be yes. a little bit sexy sometimes. And so, you know, then another point we tried to show that Laurel's don't leak fluid. So if you're on your period and you wear laurels, like you're able to have your period fluid stay on one side and your partner is able to go down on you on the other side. So we were trying to show that and we did it with a a mannequin, like a a plastic mannequin wearing laurels. It was fun to make. I love TikTok. It's so fun. I know. I'm like, (laughs) also, I need to, I'm like about to like stalk you on TikTok now. I need to see these videos. They're so fun. I love it. Um, So basically like, pulled out an underwear. I poured in some like cranberry juice and then I shake, I shook the mannequin. It was to like shake that thing. That's not like shake that thing. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I'm like shaking it and then like showed like, you know, none of the liquid got out, but people were commenting like plastic is different than skin. Can you show this on skin? And I'm like, and you're like, no, no, the whole point is that we can't. Yeah, like I would love to show you on skin, but like we just can't. I even at one point bought a mannequin that's like this. I bought I bought a sex doll because <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that I would be able to put laurels on the sex doll and be able to show the like the penetration and stuff. But the, when the sex doll arrived, it was child size. No. Oh, no. <laughs> And you're then, like, let me get the cheapest one. You're like, I, let me get like, the, the, cheap, I mean, the smallest, cheapest size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was just like a torso, but you know, it said life size and I should have done my measurements better. But that, but, but I was like comparing to other ones on the same site and they're all like the same measurements. This one was bigger than a lot of the other ones. So anyway, um, yeah, bloopers for uh, <laughs> <That's so laughs> entrepreneurs. Um, but, but actually, but then, and then we even tried to do a video with that and, and that got taken down. It's maybe because of a different reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But it is, it's like, it's so hard. It's just so difficult to promote these things when it's like. But we were talking about, oh, we were talking about like getting stuck in between having to talk about sex, but not being able to talk about sex. And Another context where this happened was with Bing ads. So basically, I, I was like, hmm, Bing ads are cheaper than Google ads. Maybe we'll try those out a little bit. And I submitted some ads and they were like, OK, these are too sexual. You are going to need to apply for our adult program, which is it's like two different silos, like non-adult and adult. And if you're an adult, then you can say words like cunnilingus or oral sex 
in your ad copy. So I applied for the adult program and somebody went on our site and came back and said, sorry, you, you aren't getting into the adult program. This isn't sexual enough. What? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, this really, That's... This really happened. They're like, this, you know, th- this isn't actual adult content, which is true. Like, it's not, I, it kind of is, but it's not, you know, it's not, it's not porn. Like, our website is definitely, like, not pornographic. Like, everybody's covered, and we are, we try to cater to, like, a really broad audience. Like, a, and a lot of people who are not very comfortable with intimacy and with sex. So, like, our, our website says oral sex and rimming, but it's also kind of PG, I guess, maybe PG-13. So, it wasn't sexual enough for the Bing silo for adults. So we can't advertise on Bing. I mean, I'm hiring somebody new who is going to like help us through all of these things. And hopefully we will be able to reach the right person at Bing to say, this is ridiculous. Let's figure out a way around it. Uh, but like, it, it's weird being a business that's kind of on the uh, cusp of mainstream and adult. Yeah, like you're not... Yeah, you're not sexy enough for this, but you are just too sexy for this. Yeah. Yeah, that is so crazy. There's also just like just so, so much craziness. Also, from from what Lee was saying earlier, I just had this idea for your TikTok. And if you do them, I will be really happy. They might be a little <laughs> too extensive, but I feel like it'd be hilarious if you did like recreate some like famous condom ads, but for laurels. Oh my God, that's an amazing idea. Right? <laughs> I'm like, if it's too extensive, but like, I feel like it could that's be real. So and then you see if they get to, if they got taken down also, you could literally be like, look, this is an exact ad for condoms. And because we're doing it with this thing for female pleasure, it got taken down. That oh my God, please so give me, please it. give yeah. me someone like squeezing a grapefruit to like, sk- like have this grapefruit just like squirting juice everywhere with like the mm. laurel blocking it. That's what I want. <laughs> That's the energy that I want us bringing into our marketing now. Okay, come on. That's amazing. Think about it. Bring it to your marketing team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, wait, wait, we'll, even, we'll even wave our fee on these, you know, these are yours. Yeah, yeah, just- no, no consultation <laughs> fee, don't worry. Thanks, all. <laughs> With the bank, actually, like, I I wrote a long letter, basically, like, appealing the decision. And I said, would you deny funding to a condom company? Take a look at at Durex's website, at Trojan's website. And, like, Durex's website says, like, great sex in, like, like, huge block letters and flashes it, like, when you arrive on their website. Another one of the websites basically has like simulated sex happening on a video right when you appear on their website. And it's because, you know, we're making products for safe sex, but we want safe sex to be sexy, you know? And like people don't want to be thinking about clinical things when they're buying their sex products. And so it's necessary for us to talk about these things on our website. Yet, I don't think that this community lending institution would be turning down a loan to Direct or Trojan. I actually, yep. even when I'm having sex, I'm only thinking about orchids. That's that's all <laughs> that's up there. But, and watermelons, you know? I just want to keep it keep it nice and PG. That's all. <laughs> or, oh my God, do you, you listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno, Pomegranates. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, Please ridiculous. incorporate more pomegranates. Pomegranates in all ads everywhere. at all times. That's what we, we, do. we almost incorporated pomegranates, but um, my marketing director was like, 
I didn't realize that pomegranates have so much spikes. Spikes. Like, like yeah, and yeah. and and it, it's kind of hard to figure out like how to make the actual pomegranate sexy. I think it's like the <laughs> the seeds. I, it's the juice of the seeds. I think that we need to that we need to focus on. It's all right. <laughs> we could, as much as I, could, Ellie and I are just going to yeah, sit like, here for the next hour giving you marketing. Like, yeah, just, <laughs> Let's I'm do so it. Please, please. I mean, the idea, like these ideas already are pretty awesome. <laughs> we'll we'll we, do it after the, we'll do it after the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Q&As. Like, we'll, uh, we'll get there. Don't worry. We could talk about the different uh, fruits <laughs> that we want to uh, have in the marketing campaign forever. But I think it is time for our Q&A. Are you ready, It's Lee? time. Let's do it. Q, 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 and, 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 and. Question number one. Have you ever been censored for being a part of the LGBTQ community? A, yes, or B, no? B, no. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no hesitation. I like no <laughs> Nice and quick. Question two. What would you use laurels for out of A, rimming, B, oral, C, kink play, or D, all of the above? All of the above at the same time. <laughs> at the same time, yes. At the same time, yes. <laughs> all right. Question number three. I'm excited about this one. I'm not sure exactly how we like what it means, but you it's just op- interp- interpret it how you want. What are you rated? A, PG, B, PG-13, C, R, or D, NC-17? I think that currently we are rated R. How, can I say how, however, I do think that within five to ten years, this is not going to be R-rated anymore. This no. is going to be pleasure that everybody comfortably experiences and talks about, and it's not going to be taboo anymore. Snaps. Yes. <laughs> We're here for Love that. it. Question four, what's more scandalous? <laughs> a, female pleasure, or B, some dude screwing a pie? <laughs> B, B. Those are the only two choices. That's it. I, <laughs> I just want, I just need to have a, a poll response to say it. That's all. I just you know? want to, I just want to be able to post that on Twitter with a gif of the dude screwing a pie. <laughs> all right. <laughs> question, it'll probably get censored. All right. Question number five. What's your favorite stand-in for marketing purposes? A, orchids, B, oranges, C, watermelon and okra, or D, pomegranates? B, watermelon and okra. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. <laughs> Melanie, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Before we finish up, is there anything else you want to tell our listeners? Yes. We are offering a 15% off coupon to the Les Hangout pod. You can go to our website and enter Les Hangout as the coupon code. And uh, we would love for folks out there to be able to try laurels. So exciting. And where can people find you online? You said you have a TikTok. What else? What other kind of social medias do you have? We have TikTok and we have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's all at my laurels. So M-Y-L-O-R-A-L-S. Also, one other thing, we also sell a vibrator now and it is an awesome vibrator. It is so perfect and wonderful. It has multiple speeds and intensities. It fits very, very nicely in the palm of your hand or your partner's hand. It has a little remote control so you can do some fun, naughty things with it. And then also it fits really perfectly inside of laurels. So if somebody is going down on you, you can also get some clutch stem at the same time. Very exciting. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It's been a wonderful conversation. Yes, my pleasure. Thanks, guys. Let me hear you say hip, 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 hip,
We love hearing from you and building community, so we want to shout out some of our favorite things each episode. We'd like to shout out a Twitter follower who tweeted at us. Their Twitter handle is woe underscore Nelly zero two and said, did I have doing research on why the Lion King is gay at 9 a.m. on my Tuesday morning on my bingo card this morning? No, I did not. I never knew I needed this. Thank you, Les Hangout Pod, out here doing the Lord's work. You're welcome, Nelly. You're so welcome. We loved last week's episode with Bethany Brown. She's so hilarious. So we hope you all enjoyed the episode. And thank you for tweeting at us. If you want to be featured in a hip hip or gay, make sure you're tweeting at us. You can send us DMs on Instagram, or we also check our emails to shout you all out. And as always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster, Jess Klaus, Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rosashino, Sarah and Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray. Alana Rosen, Lizette Stye, Stacy, A.D. Benitez, Fiona W., and our newest lesbian Jesus, Whitney Lennon. And our King Princess patrons, Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, Julia Gonzalez, and Ashley White. Thank you all so much. That is an extensively long list. You're all incredible. I, I just get like, I just want to be reminded of how grateful I am every time we read that list. So thank you all. It really means the world to us that you all support us. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now TikTok if you want to come find us at Les Hangout Pod. Getting wild on TikTok. Email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use for podcasts, make sure you subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you haven't yet, don't forget The Flame is available on all podcasting apps. You can check it out. All of the episodes are up and, you know, we've got the next one in the works. So you want to make sure that you are all caught up on our musical journeys. We are also posting videos on our YouTube channel. We have five minutes short little video clips from each episode you can check that out at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod if you want to help support the podcast the first way that is so easy and so free is to go on the apple Podcasts app leave us a rating and a review helps new people find the podcast and we love reading the reviews you can also support us on patreon at bit.ly slash lespatreon we have all kinds of fun perks like our discord chat for all of our patrons Watch parties for our lesbian movies. We're going to be doing a watch party for Under the Christmas Tree, which is Lifetime's new lesbian holiday rom-com starring friend of the pod, Elise Bauman. <laughs> so if you want to join us, any level will get you into our watch parties at bit.ly slash lespatreon. If you want to help us make more musicals, you can also join our Patreon specifically for our musicals at bit.ly slash the flame Patreon. We are really starting to gear up on this next project and we can't wait for some spoilers, some teasers, some little nuggets that we're going to be starting to drop in there. So if you want to follow along, that's where you can find all the information. If you want to get some Les Hangout merch, you can get that at bit.ly slash Shop. We have a little holiday bundle with some crewnecks. Maybe you get a little Les Hangout mug. You can get something for your favorite queer woman in your life at bit.ly slash Shop. We did just debut a new The Flame design. We know we have, you know, some Flame fans out there. So just just some things for the holidays that we want to make sure are available. You can find those. And if you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Brigida. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out.
out. out.